Navy veteran Anthony Cosby helps veteran-friendly companies hire veterans and helps veterans get hired by those same companies. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Navy Federal Credit Union likes to reward their members for using their credit cards. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, today we're talking with Navy veteran Anthony Cosby, Director of Employer Outreach for the Institute for Veterans and Military Families at Syracuse University. A lot of great entrepreneurial, veteran entrepreneurial things going on there at Syracuse. I've had several different folks from Syracuse and, and the IVMF um, there at Syracuse on the show over the years. Uh, always great to talk to anybody at IVMF. You guys are doing great stuff there. Uh, before we get to talking about IVMF and some of your entrepreneurial pursuits, Anthony, I want to go back and uh, hear what you did in the Navy. Yeah, no, thanks so much, Joe, for having me today. Uh, definitely a pleasure being on. So Navy veteran, I uh, joined when I was 17, right at the uh, end of the Gulf War. So I am a Gulf War veteran. Um, I was enlisted and was able to uh, get a commission uh, through the enlisted commissioning program. And you know, during my time as an officer, I was a surface warfare officer, so got to shoot missiles, got to go on deployments. And then at the tail end, I became a human resource officer, and I was in charge of recruiting uh, district here in San Antonio, Texas. And I got to work at the recruiting schoolhouse uh, for my last tour of duty. So really got to see everything come full circle through my 21-year career in the Navy. That's awesome. So, um you, you had a full career. You, you definitely had that retirement check coming in, but you know, you weren't done yet, obviously, because you're still a young guy going in at 17. So what were some of the things that were on your horizon as you were transitioning out? Yeah. So for me, transition was, it was a little foreign. It, it came a little uh, fast and furious on me. Uh, you know, during the time uh, that I was transitioning, you know, I wanted to stay in, um, I found my bride, we had a little girl and she kept getting sick. And so for me, I was like, wow, you know, let, now it's time. So, so it wasn't like I had this thought out process of two years prior to transitioning. You know, I put in my retirement paperwork and, and I was out in five months, right, mm-hmm. after that. But during that time, uh, transition, I knew I wanted to work in the private sector. That was my thing. I, I really didn't think I wanted to go into GS world. I wanted to go in the private sector world, see if I had the chops to make it. And I would tell you the one thing I really realized uh, during my first interview that I did not know how to interview for a private sector job. <laughs> so <laughs> that that was a big eye opener. I, I took exactly one day to, to sulk and feel sorry for myself. And after that one day, I was determined to understand the private sector, understand how to navigate through the private sector because I came from a talent acquisition community within recruiting. So I knew the art of recruiting military folks and I knew the art of coaching military folks. So I said, let me figure out how I can do that for myself. So uh, after that, I was able to get a land job at the University of Texas at San Antonio as their alumni career coach and got my career coaching certification. So that was the magic recipe for understanding career coaching and understanding how to have someone sit in front of you, uh, to have them talk about 
maybe their failures, uh, their the things that they're struggling with. Listen uh, intently, and then as they're talking, mapping out a plan for success for them. And my goal was to have them smiling when they left my office because they knew that they were on trajectory to do something great after they left my office. And really, that's one of the things that I that took me into this space with veterans because as I started work with more and more students at the on campus at the University of Texas at San Antonio, I started working with more veteran uh, students and and started working with alumni that were veterans. And I saw that there was a big, big need. This was in 2012 where we were getting out of the great recession. So really jobs wasn't plentiful like they are now. So folks were really, you know, just settling as they were transitioning out for, for jobs. And I really wanted to help change that. Yeah. Now, Talk to us a little bit about where this entrepreneurship bug came from. And you actually, you actually own your own sock company. So I want to hear a little bit about that too. Sure. So the entrepreneurship uh, bug came from, uh, you know, th- this is true story. Uh, so when I, when I got out right after I got out, I was watching uh, 60 minutes one day and I, I'm a kid that watched 60 minutes all my life uh, with my dad. And I was watching 60 minutes and I saw this program the segment about uh, the Institute for Veterans and Military Families. And it was talking about EBV, Entrepreneurship Bootcamp for Veterans. And they were talking about their very first cohort. And I saw all these CEOs helping all these veterans that were trying to start their own business. Because the way at that time, uh, Dr. Haney, who is the uh, executive director for um, and vice chancellor for the IVMF, he really said that veterans are individuals that can truly run businesses, right? And so when I watched that, I was like, man, I would love to be in that program, right? So fast forward, um, that was in 2012. I started working with IVMF in 2016. And so during my time working with IVMF, I'm around, I'm around all these entrepreneurs that come and go through IVMF. And, and, and my goal was to, to talk to each of them try to figure out and get a little bit of information. It was really like changing in 2018 at our first Veterans Edge. I got five minutes with uh, Matthew Griffin, so uh, Griff from Combat yeah. Flip Flops. I know Griff. And, uh, and Griff, I, I tell you, for five minutes, he was focused on me. And he gave me what I needed to really get started as an entrepreneur. And that conversation was truly life-changing. And it really helped me get started. I definitely was able to get other advice from other entrepreneurs. Uh, I was able to go to EBV at Texas A&M. So I'm an Aggie alum at the EBV at Texas A&M. So, and, uh, you know, launched my company uh, earlier this year. So just make sure I got this straight. IVMF was on 60 Minutes? Mm-hmm. Yes, it no was. Kidding. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. Cool. Yeah, so they have a segment that was almost – it's almost 10 years old. So it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it was, it was in this infancy stage. Of course, I started working with IBMF at the five year mark and here it is. We're celebrating our 10 years this year. So it was pretty cool uh, for that to come full circle. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think I probably interviewed Griff on my podcast within the first year or so. And we just passed our 400th episode of the veteran wow. on the move podcast and um, going on, like seven years at this point. So, um, and, and I've run into Griff uh, with some Bunker Lab stuff. I've run into Griff mm-hmm. a couple of different circles here around the 
veteran entrepreneurship space over the years. And I wish I was wearing my combat flip-flops right now. I'd hold it up, but I still got this <laughs> one pair. Um, I've had them for years now, to, but they're awesome. Yeah. So AK 47 is right. That's the one I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says made in Kabul. <laughs> yeah. He, he probably, he probably hated he made those because they were made so well. You know, I think I bought about three and gave two away and kept one for myself. And they still look new. They still wear new. It's, it's crazy. Oh, I know. The, the pair I've got, they'll probably last forever. So um, pretty awesome. So um, so you're now the, you're the director of employer outreach for IVMF there at Syracuse. What are some of your duties? What are you doing these days uh, with IVMF? And, uh, you know, IVMF always has some great stuff going on. So let's talk about IVMF. Yeah, I, you know, for me, I think the great thing uh, since I've been working with IVMF, I've been able to work in various departments um, within our career training department. I was able to head up uh, onward opportunity at Fort Sam Houston and really help uh, create the, the the model for that to grow across the country. And at that time, we had three, and now we have nineteen all over the country, and just continue to do great work, get folks certified with industry recognized certifications. And then I switched over to the employer outreach piece because the one thing that I saw was if we're going to have all these veterans and military spouses uh, certified with PMP, with cyber, they got to have jobs, right? Mm -hmm. They got to have careers to be ready to go into. And so I took it. uh, I took that challenge to go and recruit uh, companies that wanted to recruit veterans and military spouses across the country. And it was an outpouring of support, uh, working through the veterans job mission through JP Morgan Chase and the various partners. And just really, you know, one by one, bringing on these companies that wanted to hire this amazing talent. And then as I was doing that, I saw the need to get veterans and military families connected to services in their community my wife and I, we went through a period where my dad passed away uh, in 2018 early. He was not a veteran, but her dad was a 36-year veteran at the Guard and Reserve, top uh, first sergeant. And when he got sick, he lived in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. We're here in San Antonio. It took her probably about 20 calls to different organizations to get him uh, situated for the things that he needed just to, to get himself hopefully healthy. And, uh, and I will tell you, we had America served at the time uh, here in San Antonio, but not down in the Valley. And I saw the great work of America serves where a veteran or a military family member can use a single point entry through the America serves network to get connected to services throughout their communities with one call or one click and we didn't have that for the real Grand Valley. And it really broke my heart because I'll always say that the speed of getting folks services is crucial. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we were not fast enough for my father-in-law. And unfortunately, he ended up passing away a couple of years ago. He never got over that stroke that he had. Mm-hmm. But now we do have a um, Texas service down in the real Grand Valley where folks are getting services by one call or one click. Uh, and we've been able to do this work in 18 communities across the country. We just launched Syracuse Serves. And, you know, some people say, well, why do you start with Syracuse first? Well, sometimes you just have to go out there and grind it throughout the country. And then it comes back home. And uh, it was great to, for us to be able to launch in Syracuse for all those veterans and military families up in the north uh, in New York to be able to access these services and care. Yeah. 
Well, it's a good stopping point. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. For over 31 years as a Navy Federal member, I've had many Navy Federal credit cards, and I can tell you that their rewards programs are great. We've booked a lot of airline tickets using our Navy Federal Rewards Program over the years, and you can now earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases with the cash rewards card from Navy Federal Credit Union when you sign up for direct deposit. And when you use the Navy Federal mobile app, you can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them. Also, there's no annual balance transfer or foreign transaction fees. Plus, rewards never expire. So if you're looking for a card that has a great cash rewards program, the Navy Federal has what you're looking for. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal is federally insured by NCUA. All right, back talking with Navy veteran Anthony Cosby, who's uh, currently director of employer outreach for IVMF at Syracuse. So, Anthony, um, before the break, you were talking about some of the struggles uh, you guys had with your father-in-law when when he had some ill health down there in the Rio Grande Valley. It, it, different subject altogether, but it reminded me when I was going through through the master's in entrepreneurship program in Oklahoma state. And I discovered all of these phenomenal, great programs and resources and IVMF at Syracuse being one of them. It, it was just like a huge light came on for me. And I'm like, I, and I was surprised. I was like, I had no idea all of this stuff existed. And, and I had the thought, if I don't know this stuff exists, then there's a lot of other veterans and military families out there that don't know it exists either. And that's really where the inspiration for the Veteran on the Move podcast came from. My goal was to introduce the military community to all the programs and resources available to them to start their own business. And and that was the inspiration for the podcast. And over 400 episodes later, we're we're still going with that. So um, you guys are right in line with with what we're doing here. Um, So... Specifically speaking, um, with your current job, employer outreach, talk about some of the things you're doing and some of the surprising struggles. Like maybe you can back me up on this, but even to this day, going back to the, when I first jumped into this space, I'm, it always amazes me how many employers are out there that want to hire veterans, how many veterans are out there that want to get hired by these great companies, but there's always this great divide between the two of them. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, I think the work when it comes to recruiting employers is is somewhat like a, a you know a dance courting opportunity, whatever you want to call it. Because hmm. you know, one of the things you have to do is find employers. Because a lot of employers, even now, when you look at diversity, equity, and inclusion, a lot of folks don't know that veterans is under that DEI tab for employers, right? And so for me, when I'm working with employers, I want them to understand that we can enhance whatever they're trying to work with as it relates to DEI, Mm -hmm. uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, with some employers that want to hire veterans, some would be straight up and say, you know, some of the resumes are, are, we can't understand them, right? Or um, when they interview, they don't interview too well, right? And so I always go back and and tell employees, well, we would love to spend some time and do a military culture one-on-one with you, right? Just so you can understand some of the things that a military member might go through in the span of four years or entire military career. 
And when we started doing that, and I know we have Psychomer and a lot of other organizations that do the military one-on-one, but you can start to see the light bulb come on with employers, especially when you're able to get decision makers uh, for those military one-on-one sessions. And specifically the C-suite folks, right? And then the folks that are in charge of the hiring as well, because if the C-suite folks commit to it, right? And then commit to it and also want to get briefed on it. I've always said that one of the hardest things for a leader to do is say yes, because when you say yes, there is work after that yes. But if you say no, that's it, nothing else. Mm -hmm. So when employers actually say yes to, they're going to be an employer that is going to recruit uh, veterans and military spouses, then there's some action that they have to put behind it. And one of the things that I've really seen is that through our program, through Onward to Opportunity, which is one of our great talent pool programs where you have this amazing talent, whether it's from E3, and we've even had a few three stars to go through the program. You have this amazing talent to go through the program, get an industry-recognized certification, maybe a cybersecurity certification, maybe a uh, project management professional certification or professional human resource certification. Have these industry-recognized certifications with, with undergraduates or master degrees in their back pocket, and we've been able to tailor their resume so they understand their talking points, so they're understanding how to go into that interview and how to present themselves and how to tell those stories, that situation, that action, and that result. And tell it in such a way where the interviewer is just like, I got a hardest person. And then it starts becoming the the interviewee is, 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 is the interviewer because they want that person so badly uh, because they've been able to articulate those things. And I will tell you, you know, funny story, one of the command sergeant majors that we worked with uh, here in San Antonio, uh, he brought me his resume. It was 15 pages long. I was like, all right, we're going to trim it. <laughs> we're going to trim it. 15 pages? <laughs> and, uh, 15 pages, right? right. And um, we put we put it in two pages. And uh, and when I looked at it, you know, after we, 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 we polished it up, and I said, I thought that you were in charge of building something like a gym over in Iraq. And he looked at me and he said, Anthony, that was that was just a collateral duty. <laughs> you see, that's yeah. how that's how military folks think, <laughs> right? Yep. You know, here it is. He was building a multi-million dollar facility responsible for every aspect of it and to ensure that it was on time and on budget. But just because it was collateral duty, he didn't think to put it on his resume. So so those are some of the things that we really get people to highlight those type of opportunities that they've had. And one of the things I've seen with employers is as they hire veterans and military spouses and they look at their retention and see that once a military uh, spouse or veteran understands the company, understands the culture and see that there's a fit for them. And also when they see that there is a direct path for growth within that organization, just like the military, that's a perfect fit for a lot of folks. And, you know, through my job as employer outreach, just for example, been working with um, companies in Alabama. I'm originally from Alabama. Uh, Huntsville is booming right now. On average, they have about 7,000 jobs that they can't fill. Uh, so I've been working with yeah. the chamber out there. Of course, they have your, your big names, your, your Boeings, your Raytheons, but they also have Facebook, they have Google, 
right? Uh, they just got another car plant out there. They have Toyota, Mazda, which you have all these unique opportunities. And again, sometimes a veteran or a transitioning service member, military spouse, really don't know what, say, a, you know, an Invesco does, right? Mm-hmm. But Invesco might want to hire that individual and say, we will pay you handsomely for your talent. And it's just uh, one of those opportunities where we're able to educate the veteran and military spouse and transition service member, mm-hmm. educate the employer, and really make those connections. And you can just see we're changing lives by doing that. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Hey, how, how important is it for veterans getting out to not geographically isolate themselves or, or I guess, limit themselves? Because you hear the story over and over. Well, I'm finally getting out of the military. I want to go live here. And they put their finger on a dot on the map and they say, find me a job there. Yeah. You know, I think it's always important to, to keep, keep your options open. And even on your LinkedIn profile, you know, you can say willing to relocate, mm-hmm. but I would tell you, Joe, one of the things that happened over the last year and a half through the pandemic, a lot of employers see that, they can get talent from anywhere. Yeah. And if that individual wants to stay in Phoenix, Arizona, or stay in Oklahoma City, but the company is in, in Boston, but this person, wow, we get them. It, they're a game changer. Mm-hmm. We've seen that that's an opportunity now. So I think we're going to see a shift where you're going to have a lot of companies that's going to do a little bit of hybrid, right? Especially even if you have somebody that maybe that far apart from the HQ headquarters where they might have them come up once a week or mm-hmm. once every other week just for that camaraderie and just that think tank type mentality. Sure. But, you know, one of the things I've always seen, at the end of the day, production is king, right? If you're able to produce, whether you're at home producing or whether you're in the office producing, really, production is king. So we've seen that we can produce at home remotely, and I think that's going to benefit a lot of those veterans and military spouses that are wanting those, those nice careers, but already have a home in a area that they want to live in. Yeah, absolutely. And I just know that a lot of people, they don't understand how they're limiting themselves by, by going only with, you know, this geographic, even just a city, you know, but, uh, um, that's true. I know so many friends and family members that their job's changed dramatically no they're they're never going back to the office and as right. a result some of them have moved moved to different places because they know they never have to go back to the office and go live whatever they want so after all that's what we're doing right here right we're i'm i'm in i'm in florida and you're you're probably up in new york right oh no san antonio texas oh you're still in san antonio <laughs> i am okay yeah. see there you go yep. <laughs> perfect example doesn't matter where you're at say so um I want to hear about your sock company and how you got started in, in your, got that entrepreneurial bug going and, and you have uh STs, STZY socks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. STZ socks. The website is stzofficial.com. So yeah. Uh, you know, when, when I started the entrepreneurial journey, I started with another company and I just wanted to do a drop shipping company and understand how drop shipping works and, just wanted to get some side income coming in and uh, and I saw how that worked. But when the pandemic hit, everything shut down, fulfillment center shut down. And then I, I kind of went back to the drawing board and said, Hey, I'm going to have to do something where I'm going to have inventory on hand and really get a company that I can scale. And 
I I had a conversation right before the pandemic. This this is like one of those military stories, but I was in the class six store on Fort Sam Houston and Sure enough, it was they were doing free uh, giveaways that day for for beverages. Uh-huh. Had uh, two hostesses right there, and this one guy had a black shirt on, um, cowboy boots. Didn't look like he's supposed to be there. <laughs> so I went up, introduced myself, and uh, I, I told him my name. He, I asked him his name. He said, "I'm Mike Cameron." I said, "All right, you're somebody, right?" He said, "Well, I'm the I'm the CEO for Devil's River." Uh, uh, bourbon. I said, have you ever had it? I said, I have not, but I see your sign every day on 281, Highway 281, <laughs> and it says, if only your drive was this smooth. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he started laughing. I tell him I researched this company because I wanted to learn about it, learn that he gets the water from the Devil's River, and that's how he makes, because it's limestone under there, and that's uh. where you get the water from to make his, his, his bourbon. Huh. So we started talking, and uh, he asked me, you know, what I did. I told him I worked for IVMF and had a little side hustle, showed him my website. You know, he liked it, uh, and this was my old company. He said, hey, you ever thought about doing one thing? And I'm like, well, what are you talking about, Mike? He said, well, follow me here. He says, it's a little crazy. Said, but one day when I was uh, with Coach Pop and George Strait, as soon as he said that, I'm like, all right, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> He said, well, I was with Coach Pop and George Strait, and we were talking about, you know, different different uh, spirits and talking about how I can make vodka, bourbon, whiskey, anything. And then our buddy Tito came over. <laughs> he said, you know Tito. I said, I know his product, don't know of him. He said, but anyway, Tito came over, and we asked him, you know, why he didn't make any flavor uh, vodka like Absolute or Ciroc. And Tito looked us square in our eyes and said, guys, I just got offered $5 billion for my company. And that was in 2019. And right now, Tito wow. is worth, I think, $10 billion, right? You know, yeah. pandemic. <laughs> pandemic skyrocketed yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, but after he said that, you know, that really set in. And sure enough, the pandemic hit. And I thought about making one thing. And with my last company, Socks was that one thing that was a big seller. So when I thought about what type of socks I wanted to make, uh, I was able to work with some of the guys that are very influential in the uh, e-commerce space, and and we came up with with athletic socks. And so with the athletic socks that we came up with, we were like, this is going to be an amazing opportunity. So we actually started with a blank canvas, and our goal was to create the most comfortable sock that has ever been made. Uh, we, we ordered in over hundred socks from so many different companies and brands and at, w- work with our manufacturer going back and forth throughout the pandemic. And then it took us about eight months to get the market. And we finally launched March 21st of uh, this year. And, uh, the marketing was going well and things were going well. And in June, we quickly found out that we sold out. It was like, we were still selling and, and we were like, they called me. It was like one of those calls you get when you're in the military, you know, <laughs> when you're the command duty officer or something. I'm going to pick up, we're out of socks. I said, what are you talking about, we're out of socks? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was a good problem to have. But, yeah. you know, now, you know, but I, I tell you, the, the, the cool thing about it is since starting, because we, we are B. Uh, B Corp pending certified company. So mm-hmm. we do have a mission. Our mission is to enhance the lives of young athletes uh, in need all over the world. And 
you know, as the company grow, our giving is going to grow. But uniquely, we've been able to uh, be contacted by various sports agents all over the country. We have about 80 NFL players that are testing and wearing our socks right now, Major League Baseball players, uh, basketball players, and they all are vibing with the socks. They love the socks, and it's been pretty cool to see. And, uh, you know, as we continue to grow, uh, we, we believe that we're going to have a following here pretty soon. We're in that scaling process right now. So getting ready to onboard a new digital marketing company that we're truly excited about. And we're excited about the growth of it because at the end of the day, I challenge my guys and say, hey, you know, my daughter, she uh, she plays tennis and her goal is to be in, uh, in the U.S. Open by age 16. So that's 2027. So, we're, you know, she's nice. nine right now. She made she made the elite team this summer playing with 14 through 18 year olds and holding her own. And I told the guys that Pele is her favorite athlete. Right. She oh, yeah. watched Pele on, on the Netflix. And so our goal is to scale quick enough, fast enough uh, and have enough purpose to where we're able to partner with Pele's foundation sometime next year and have an event where we're able to host for some underprivileged kids in Brazil to work out with the uh, Brazilian soccer team and hopefully Mandara gets to take a picture with Pele. So that's our goal. Do you you know how many pairs of socks you've sold so far? Well, I think we're on our 3,000 customer right now. So average order is about $50. $50. So we've sold quite a bit of socks. Wow. That's incredible. So – what are the? Ch- I mean, you just went up to that guy in the class six store, not having the faintest idea who he was. I mean, what are the chances that it was the owner of a of the whiskey company? I mean, <laughs> it, I know. <laughs> yeah, a, a great point on networking. You never know who you're talking to, and then yeah. look at who he brought you in with. It's, and it was so cool because he gave me a, a t shirt a devil's river t-shirt and after walking out of there, you know, you kind of do a little thinking and soul searching. And I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't put that t-shirt on until we launched. And we launched and we went down to South Padre Island uh, after the weekend that we launched. Uh, I had my daughter take a picture of me with the ocean behind me with the Gulf of Mexico behind me. And, uh, I, I posted that on my Facebook and, uh, and he gave me a really nice reply. So, you know, that, that was, it was just, it was just a cool moment for me. That's great. Yeah. Awesome story. Um, well, Anthony, we're getting close to the end of our time here. Um, you know, if you're talking to somebody out there, somebody's in the military or, or mill spouse, whether you want to address the entrepreneurship or the, or the, uh, job search side of things, um, they're getting, they're getting on, you know, their transitions on the horizon, um, depending on how far into it they are. What kind of advice would you have for them? So, you know, I would tell them that, um, the first and foremost is to be open to talk to people. Uh, it, just like you said with, with, uh, I'm an introvert by heart. Especially I, if I'm you're in class you, six. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm an introvert. I, I can play golf by myself and have a have a ball, right? <laughs> but uh, but I would tell you, uh, sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and meet people and talk to people and be genuine about it. Mm-hmm. Because I think in today's time, especially when it comes to veterans and and veterans that have been grinding out 
outside of the military for some time, you know, they know that you're probably, you know, a little bit of uh, wondering how to navigate this sea of jobs, this sea of goodwill. Uh, but if you're, if you're able to just take time out and be genuine with folks and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I would love to have a virtual coffee with you. You know, if somebody emailed me or LinkedIn post and say they want to have virtual coffee and they're looking for a little bit of direction as you're transitioning out, I don't mind it. I get up at four o'clock anyway. As long as you can get up at five and have that view with me, you know, we, we can do it, you know, but that's that dedication. You know, how, how bad do you want it? But I know I'll make the time for you. And I think there are a whole lot of other veterans that will make that time for people because we've been through it. And there's a lot of people that are civilians that want to help veterans as well. But sometimes it's not going to come to you. And that's the one thing I really realized. You have to go after it. You have to seek it. And even if you don't know where to go, guess what? You can ask somebody to have a chat with them. And most likely, if they don't have the answer for you, we're going to get it. That's one thing about a veteran. You know, anytime I do a talk and talk to folks that are transitioning, I ask, how many times have you told your supervisor that you can't get the job done? Raise your hand. Who raises their hand? Because in the military, you were in the Marine Corps. In the military, we get our job done or we figure it out. Right. Just like, just like, you know, milk, he figured out how to build a gym in Iraq, (laughs) you know? So we figured it out. So those are some of the things that I would say, don't be afraid to talk to people. People want you to reach out to them. I mean, it's okay. It is truly okay to reach out to people and look at the services that are out there for you. Because when you and I got out, these services weren't there, not like they are today. So there are a ton of services and just know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, really, that's when you really need to talk to somebody because just having those little unique conversations, you can learn so much and you just continue to build your knowledge. And then after that point where you built your knowledge, guess what? One of the things I really love to tell folks is to give back, to give back to those folks that are going to be getting out after you because they're going to have that same look on their face. They're not going to know which direction to go. You've been grinding. You've been doing it. Make sure you help them. Take care of veterans. Veterans, take care of veterans. Awesome. Well, well, thanks, Anthony. Uh, Thanks for sharing your story um, and spreading some of the good word that uh, IVMF is doing and uh, keep up the good work there and um, look forward to seeing your future success with your private venture there, the the entrepreneurial venture with your steezy socks. So that was a great story. Never know who you're talking to. So appreciate it. Um, stay in touch and uh, we look forward to your future success. Thanks so much, Joe. And congratulations on show over 400, man. Yeah. You're grinding it up. So thank you. thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank All you. All right. Appreciate that. Thanks, Anthony. All right. These two veterans right. are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.